This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I have a uh, a slightly embarrassing story. If I had a nickel, Rick. <laughs> you know um, our, our good pal, Brendan Sullivan? Mm-hmm. So I had lunch with him this week. We went to Lashets on... Uh, oh, right by my house. On Irving Park Road. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it would have been really easy for me to yeah, join you for lunch. Sure, it would have been. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's true. Did you have the liverwurst? I did not. I had a bratwurst. What I love about... That, that place is, and I don't know if they still do it. They give you those the liverwurst, and they keep the little paper, you know, the oh, yeah. around, so you have to remember to take it off while yeah. you're eating it. But it is just spectacular. Oh, I love it. I, uh, I've I've ordered it before, but so anyway. So that, do they let? So are they still letting Jews in? No, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> okay. Um. So I got there, you know, a few minutes early. Yeah. Because you're German and punctual. Exactly. <laughs> And I thought, if you're not 15 minutes early, <laughs> you're late. By the way, did you notice at our uh, book at my book signing? Oh, everybody was right on time. <laughs> right, it was, starts at five. It's it's everybody's there. I know. That just cracked me and, up. And like, I, you people are a parody of yourselves. Well, I told you this. So, well, Rick had his book signing. It went yeah. great. And I drive in, and I'm there 15 minutes early, like yeah. you know, like all good Germans. And there was a woman who I thought was your mom, right? <laughs> that was sitting, you know, that was that was parked. And uh-huh. I get out of the car and I or like wave to her, yeah. And it wasn't your mom, I so <laughs> so there's some woman. So it's, I think that I'm a stalker. <laughs> so anyway, back to the Brendan story. All right, so I got there early, um, and and Lashitz wasn't even open yet. We were meeting at noon, yeah, and sure. the door was locked, and I was like. That's too bad. I could have gotten a you know a quick beer right. beforehand, and I reached into my pocket to pull out my wallet, and I realized I had changed my pants right before I left, mm-hmm. and I didn't bring my wallet oh, okay. at all. Oh, okay, so I didn't even have it with me, but I did have a book. I gave Brendan a copy of Back in the yeah, DDR, sure. and and he showed up a few moments later, and throughout the entire lunch, I'm thinking, all right, do oh my I- god. Do I say it now? Do I beg him at at, at the end yeah. to take care of it for yeah, me? Yeah. Do I hope that he insists it's right, on, it's like, on yeah, buying? Right. So you could do that really slow. Yeah, you know. I mean, and then not have to explain that right. I really didn't have my right. wallet with me. And God bless Brendan. Oh, he ended up paying for it. He he said, you know what? You gave me the book. Oh. I'm picking up lunch. That's great. And I was like, Phew. <laughs> but pretty embarrassing have you ever had that happen to you oh yeah um I, a couple of times and with customers too <laughs> oh, that's yeah. even worse right well he's kind of a, our customer he's no one of i our, know but he's a, no, he's he's a, a buddy, buddy. I, if uh, i if i would have been honest with him he would have said no problem don't worry about it you know what i mean but uh, so i um god i'm trying to think i can't remember a, a paper vendor like a mill took me out to i can't remember exactly what it was but took me out to lunch and paid with a or he had a coupon remember those entertainment coupons where it was the oh, two yeah. for one uh-huh. sale and he bought me lunch and used a coupon and i'm like i don't care i'm you know whatever yeah. but then i'm like i wouldn't think i'd ever use an entertainment coupon for a customer but it was great i mean i sure free food's free food my friend exactly all right minutia men is up now the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I got to talk to your mom, by the way. Well, she's a big listener, so I'll... Oh, huge fan. <laughs> so I'll talk to her through this. Yeah. Um, 
she doesn't really need to prepare food for 600 people. <laughs> I, I told her. I said, look, 37 people said they were right. coming to this thing. Which is actually, you had more than that, I yeah, think. It probably was more yeah. than that. But it wasn't 600. No, my God. <laughs> she made right. so much. I remember Bobby Scafish came, yeah. who's uh, another author. Right. And he was sitting next to me. And he's like, can I just come over to your mom's house? I mean, she just, it's unbelievable how great her food is. He was just eating, eating, oh, eating. That was the best, best buffet we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I know, we're, we're we're not doing the wallet. We did the wallet thing. You did the, <laughs> mom, let me get that for you. No, 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 it's good. It's, uh, uh, All right. So we got, we got a show to do. So Rick, this story comes from our nature and environmental science desk. Okay. I mean, I don't, you, you know those guys, right? Sure. They're in the corner. Yeah, yeah. They're in the cubicles. Yeah. They're the ones smoking pot. Right. The, the, right. Those guys. Trevor and Dylan. <laughs> right. The, yeah. The guys that go to the lunchroom and microwave the pizza puffs. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And you get that smell through the office, the Medusa <laughs> Bell office. But uh, when they have fish, that's when yeah. I draw the line. Hey, when was the last time you had a pizza puff? I don't think I've had a pizza puff ever. Ever? Ever. This reminds me of a story um, that, so way before kids, when Michelle and I were- By the way, I just want to point out that you're getting to a story before you even start the story, <laughs> well, that's what, that's, which is that's a, what that's a new record for you. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. It's a new record. Um, so I remember, like I said, it was way before kids, and we lived on that. Remember that little 400 square, or whatever, 600 square yeah. foot apartment on Oakdale? Uh-huh. Um, and she was on a business trip, I remember. And- I ate pizza puffs. That's what I did for those three days. I survived on pizza puffs. And this is, these were the days way before cell phones. So you don't really know when you're they're coming home. Okay, the flight lands at four. You know, you, you, you don't know. Yeah. So I put in a pizza puff and it just explodes in the microwave. <laughs> and I remember frantically trying to clean the pizza puff up. Oh, my up. God. <laughs> She's going to be here any minute. Right, exactly. I know. And I remember thinking, oh my, you know, whatever. So that was my story. Anyway, so this comes from our uh, Nature and Environmental Science Desk. Researchers have discovered that female snakes have clitorises. Right, really, and I'm not talking about our ex girlfriends here. Yeah, okay, but d- snakes have because they didn't, as far as I know. <laughs> right. uh, until <laughs> until the latest discovery, science never really put forth the effort to finding clitorises. What's the plural of clitor- clitorises? Is yeah, clitorita, clitori, clitori in nature, kind of like. Yeah, I guess my why, approach. Why would you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My approach. But Megan Falwell, a doctoral student at the University of Adelaide in Australia, has put a stop to this this patriarchy apathy. Yeah. Okay. Misogyny. Uh, uh, until our Falwell decided to investigate the female genitalia of snakes after noticing that very little research had been done on the topic. Okay. I'm not saying that Ms. Falwell might be having some issues with her husband or boyfriend right now, but I'm not saying that's out of the question. Were they really long snakes? <laughs> she found the organ varied among the different types of snakes, and it takes up most of the anterior tail region and whatever. I don't, evidently, there's a clitoris, snake okay. has a clitoris. Research, researchers feel that the snake's clitoris empowers the female to make decisions that allow her to control the copulation and which male she copulates with. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that what the deal that's is? That's a universal <laughs> truth. While there needs to be further study, Falwell has found that the that most male snakes 
aren't particularly interested in the female snake's clitoris, <laughs> and the ones that are have a significantly better chance of copulating. She is totally trolling her husband right now. She is making this stuff up, right? Honey, I want you to read this paper that I just did. What do you did. think? What do you think about my study of snakes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I love that. When asked about the recent discovery, the world's largest female boa constrictor named Anaconda, see what I did there? Yeah, very nice. Replied, well, it's about fucking time. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Well, I have a story for you. You know, this is the time of year where there's year-end lists. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just recently took a look at the uh, year-end list of all the new Guinness records that were set this year. Oh. And there were lots of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know... Some of them are quite ridiculous, and so I wanted to do it as a quiz, if that's okay sure. with you. Because I I think I found, let's see here, how many? Uh, I got 12 here, all right? I got all the data. And here we go. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. Okay, so you have to pick which one of these four is not a new Guinness record this year. Okay, okay? so you made up one of the four. I did. Okay. All right. Um, the first one is snakes have clipped or no. The first one is most drink cans placed on a head using air suction. Okay. The next one, most eggs balanced on the back of a hand. Okay. These are all valuable things yeah. to contribute. Marketable to society. skills. Don't uh, the third one, longest dangling drool. Okay. Okay. And the fourth one is fastest time to find and alphabetize the letters in a can of alphabet soup. <laughs> Three of those are new records this year. One is not. I think it's dangling drool. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, most drink cans, uh, 10 empty beverage cans affixed to the face of Jamie Keaton. Uh, most eggs balanced. Who has never found a clitoris. <laughs> most eggs balanced on the back of a hand. 18 uh, by Ibrahim uh, Sadek okay. of Nasarihiki, Iraq. Oh. And then fastest time to find and alphabetize the letters in a can of alphabet soup. Uh, two minutes and uh, 8.6 seconds. Jacob Chandler of Oregon. We have got to get Jacob Chandler on the show. <laughs> I mean, probably good. We really need to. Because he said the, the difficulty is. Uh, identifying the subtle differences between the M and the W. Well, yeah. What you think about it. That's, uh, uh, so that actually is a, a big one. All right. Uh, another one for you. Uh, which one of these is not a new record mm-hmm. this year? Farthest tightrope walk in high heels. Okay. Most consecutive soccer ball juggles using only your head. Okay. Largest gathering of people with the same first and last name. Okay. Or fastest time to assemble Mr. Potato Head. What was the second one? Second one was most consecutive soccer ball juggles using only your head. And that seems like that could be. You got tightrope walk. In soccer heels, juggles. Heels, you got uh, a gathering of people with the same first and last name, and you got fastest time to assemble a potato head. You know these all. Song, I'm going to say potato head. Uh, Lim Kai of Butterworth, Malaysia, did it in 5.3 seconds. Nice. 
Okay. Yes. Uh, see that tight walk, tight walk and high heels. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Uh, Vermont teenager Ariana Wonderly uh, did 639 feet and seven inches across a tightrope wearing high heels. Wow. You know the first and last name. I think that's true too. Is it? Is it, it is okay. Japan's same name association. Hiro Kazu Tanaka's. There were 178 sure was it, of them. Was it Mike Schmidt? <laughs> was it like? You know the the soccer ball one was the fake one. Oh okay. All right, last one. All right. This is uh, all right. Let's go here. Most FedEx packages received on the same day by one individual. <laughs> well, if it's Amazon, it would be my family. But fastest time to eat ten Carolina Reaper chilies. Okay. Farthest distance to blow a pea. Ooh. And longest journey by a pumpkin boat. <laughs> What's a pumpkin boat? It's a boat shaped like a pumpkin. <laughs> Made out of a pumpkin. Made out of a pumpkin. Now that's that sounds very Rick like, but I think you're I know what you know that I think I know, so I'm not gonna do that one. Um what are the other three? Uh FedEx packages, uh chilies or pea blowing. I say FedEx packages. That's correct. Yeah. Uh the fastest time, by the way, to eat 10 uh, chilies is 33 seconds. Mm. Uh, blowing a pea, 84 feet. Holy. That's pretty good. <laughs> that, that's like from home to first. Yeah, that's a uh, David Rush. of the, He's the serial record breaker guy. We've talked about him okay. before. And then the pumpkin boat, Dwayne Hansen, got in a hollowed out pumpkin on the Missouri River on his 60th birthday and went 37.5 miles from Bellevue, Nebraska to Nebraska City. So there you go. All right. Hey, you know, I'm sure they're all great Minutia Men listeners. They seem to be our people. They are our people. Yes. I got a review here. I can't think of a better way to spend 20 minutes, writes uh, Belly Boy on Podchain. Which is great because the show's usually 30 minutes. Yeah. So he probably checks right. out. At the so how long have you been happily married? <laughs> 16 years. I thought you were married 30. Oh, well, that's very nice. Uh, you can rate us. You can review us. You can follow us. If you like Minutia Men, check out some of the other great programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. It's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the uh, Rick and Dave archives and we pull out uh, some of our favorite uh, old bits that uh, somehow tie into this week. This week was Carlton Fisk's birthday. Mm. The great uh, Chicago White Sox and Boston Red Sox. He's not 80 catcher. yet, is he? How old is he? Uh, I don't think so. Um... We had one of his favorite pitchers on the show, Jack mm-hmm. McDowell. and Cy Young Award winner. Jack. Cy Young Award winner. And that was actually a fun mm-hmm. interview. I listened to the whole thing this morning while I was queuing up the uh, the feature. And uh, Wait a second. You're doing show prep on the morning <laughs> of the show? Yeah, it's hard to believe. It seems like this is planned weeks and weeks <laughs> in advance. But actually, no, it's not. Uh, anyway, let's get to this clip because this is Jack McDowell telling a story eventually about okay. Carlton Fisk. Here we go. Hey, uh, you've probably taken, what, thousands of flights, you know, airplane uh, trips. 
can you remember any scary ones where you're thinking, all right, this is the bottom of the ninth for the old Jackster? Any any memorable scary flights? Well, we had one crazy one with the White Sox that uh, we were we were coming back from, I believe we're coming back from Seattle, okay, and probably about thirty five minutes into the flight, all of a sudden. Boom! You hear this big boom, and you know, in the in the plane starts rattling. Yeah. And we look out, and the engine's on fire. <laughs> oh my god! They, I'm not a mechanic, but that's like, not good. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's one thing. You know, I, I don't know much about aviation, but I'm pretty sure the wings <laughs> on fire. But so here comes the flight attendant. She runs back, and she looks at it, and she sees. And she just closes the window. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. And I'm guys. like, oh, wow, did they really they teach that? And so we're going, okay. So a lot of the guys were asleep. A um, couple of us were awake. And we ended up having to do an emergency landing in, I think, Kansas City. But, yeah, the, yeah, the, the wing's on fire. Those, the fun, a couple funny parts of that is, uh, you know, some guys, some guys were to the point of, Tearing up and crying and <laughs> freaking out. Name names. Yeah, yeah. Come on, name, name names. names right here. <laughs> and some guy and some guys were having fun like us. We were like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but Pudge was sleeping at the time, and I I always sat in the seat right behind him. So I woke him up. I said, Hey, Pudge, Pudge, we just we just lost an engine, dude. The engine just blew out. It was on fire. And, and, and he just waking up, he looks at me and he goes, just one? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, okay. And he goes back to sleep. I'm like, oh, now that is better in leadership. Right, exactly. <laughs> that is so awesome. And Pudge, for those of you who don't know, he's Carlton. Hall of Famer. Carlton <laughs> Isn't that a great story? That is a great Can't you just picture him? Yeah, with like one eye, kind of yeah. grumpy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, we still have more show to do. Um I think that uh, oh you know what before before we get to the the rest of the show if if you want to hear that entire episode mm-hmm. you can because it's a Minutia Men celebrity interview and let me check out what it is episode number twenty seven mm-hmm. and and you really we, don't need to prep or before a show you could just do it as we <laughs> yeah, do I can well you can listen to the Minutia Men celebrity interview now on Spotify Amazon Music Podcast Apple Podcast Google Podcast TuneIn Stitcher iHeartRadio you know you get it. We're, we're everywhere. Wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Mitzvahs. You have a, another story for us? Yeah, Rick, this story comes out of uh, Las Vegas. And I'm more things that I listen to or hear about Las Vegas. Basically, Las Vegas is Florida with cheaper buffets. Yeah, I, I'm I, going there in January. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you need any tips on how to <laughs> no. gamble? Yeah, why don't you give me... Pot uh, odds, anything give like Give me that? like uh, 100 bucks cash, and, okay. I'll, and I'll put it on 22 rooms. Yeah, sorry. Didn't yeah, work. Lost. So, woman steals Rolex and hides it in her genitals. Okay. Again. Second time? Uh, more than once. Baltimore resident Sarah Richards, 33, faces charges of grand larceny and administering a drug to aid in the commission of a felony. Last Thursday, Miss Richards was arrested in the lobby of a Las Vegas strip hotel after a man called 911 and reported his $27,000 Rolex missing. Hey, I uh, just out of curiosity, what's the hotel? I'm uh, staying at the Bellagio. <laughs> it it no. didn't All say. Right. Well, yeah, if, if yeah. a woman... Well, I, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> stay away from what this okay. woman does. First of all, what a dipshit. It's twenty seven grand for a Rolex. Yeah. You can just go on the expressway. Yeah. There's a guy on the, on the like ramp. $200. <laughs> it's 50 bucks. Yeah. you can get a Rolex. According to the man... Name redacted, and you'll know why he didn't want to give his name. 
He met Ms. Richards at a hotel bar, and after a few minutes, she asked him to take him to take her to his room. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so wow, she really happens. Wow, she really likes me. <laughs> What's in his room? She. It, it must be the suit. I'm right. Wearing. You know, I have yeah. lost a couple of pounds. Yeah, you know, I still have a full head of hair. <laughs> so, what's in his room? She pulls out a bottle of wine from her bag and pours him a drink. Okay. Okay. The man told investigators that he thought it was odd that she wasn't drinking, and she refused to drink. But she, he figured it was just personal preference. Yeah, because a lot of non-drinkers carry a bottle <laughs> of wine. Right. So yeah. he went, he he had a drink, um, and then he wakes up about three hours later, and he doesn't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he notices that his $27,000 Rolex is gone. So he calls 911, and a few hours later, Richards is arrested. How did police find her so quickly? Well, evidently, she does this all the time. Really? Yes. Uh, this is the third time she's been arrested on similar charges. Minutes after she was apprehended, Richards reaches into her pants and retrieves the Rolex. And she tells police, I might as well give this to you now and save time. You guys would have found it in the cavity search anyway. You always do. Well, that's considerate. Wow. Right? Wow, that's so, very polite. So not sure if the climax, or I mean Rolex, has <laughs> been returned to the victim. What time is it? 10 to <laughs> Tend to your own genitalia. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's a very nice one. So, Rick, when you go to... I'll keep that in mind. Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, what's you know your what? name? Sarah? I'm leaving my $27,000 <laughs> Rolex at home. Uh, all right, I've got a story for you. This is uh, this is a story about the police from hmm. our police desk. Okay. Um, Colonel Lou Caputo is a 37-year veteran of the Monroe County Sheriff's Office and he conjured up a special Christmas cop concept more than 20 years ago and was back on the streets again Tuesday. So what does he do? He dresses up as the Grinch. Oh. And he pulls people over who are speeding in an elementary school zone. Who is the voice of the Grinch? Boris Karloff. And who did we just interview? Uh, Sarah Karloff, uh, his yeah. daughter. Wow. Uh, but Caputo says it's about education, awareness, that our school zones are still operating, even if even though it's a holiday season. We want people to slow down. But he's not heartless like the Grinch. Mm. Sure, if you're going more than 10 miles over the speed limit in that school zone, you're going to get a hefty fine. Mm. But if As well you should. But if it's less than 10, let's mm. say you're going 5 miles mm. over the speed limit, he gives you a choice. You can either get a ticket or an onion. Oh, because... He gave, didn't the Grinch give onions? No, I, uh, I don't know where onion comes from. It's not in the story. Isn't it? He gave onions? I don't know. I seem to remember him holding an onion. Okay. The Grinch. Yeah, I, I don't know. It says, he catches them off guard, Caputo said. When I give them a clear choice of a citation or the onion, they take the onion, and I make them eat the onion right in front of me. Eat the onion. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this case a little. <laughs> Caputo's got a, th- a little screw I mean, loose. I love it. I love onions, but I'm going. How much is the ticket? Yeah, you know. Uh, but but it, for me, the onion is not uh, conceptually accurate for the Grinch. Although I, I seem to remember that the Grinch it, had there's a, a better choice. Oh yeah, there's a better choice, and it's this. You're a three decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich. With arsenic sauce. 
That's what you make. You know, eat. and your mom made a great platter of those for your story, for your book. I would eat. <laughs> I would too. Other than the arsenic sauce. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, it sounds actually pretty good. By the way, trivia, minutia. Mm-hmm. That's what we call mm-hmm. this show. The voice of the singing Grinch. Oh, okay. It's not Boris Karloff. Oh, who is it? You know, it's the guy who does Tony the Tiger. Oh, really? Yeah. He's not alive anymore. Is he? No, no, he's gone. Anyway, that's it. Does he have a daughter we can interview? (laughs) That's that's my story. All right. uh, It's time for another feature. Uh, By the way, I'm I'm like. uh, You're going to get inundated with. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here's another one. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we uh, take your brushes with greatness stories. Um, and Dave is of the opinion that everybody in the world mm-hmm. has at least one celebrity story. Right. And this is the first one I've gotten from somebody I actually know. Oh. Uh, it's from an old radio buddy of mine, Charlie L. He asked me not to use his name, okay. and I think you'll get why here <laughs> in the story. Um, Does it have anything to do with the Rolex? He's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> um, and he, he said he listens every I didn't know this. He lives out in L.A. I didn't, okay. I didn't know. Anyway, here is the uh, email. Just after I moved to L.A., I was working in, re- in a recording studio. No music sessions, just spoken word. We did radio ads mainly, but we also did audiobooks. One Friday, as I was leaving for the day, I looked at the studio schedule for the following week. We were booked to do the audiobooks for Robert Ludlum's Jason Bourne mm-hmm. trilogy. I was excited because I love those books. Even though I, w- I wasn't on the schedule, I came in to watch it being recorded. Mm-hmm. I knew Ludlum was old. But I didn't think he was that old. He looked terrible. I mentioned it to my buddy Willie, who was running the board. Willie turned around, looked at me, and said, That's not Robert Ludlum, you moron. It's Darren McGavin. He's doing the audiobook. He was right. I looked closer. Sure enough, uh-huh. it was the dad from A Christmas Story, the gambler from The Natural, uh-huh. Kolchak. I later found that I was even dumber than I thought because Robert Ludlum His was dad. dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And a few years later, so was Darren McGavin. <laughs> uh, that's a great story. I like yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, anyway, we, we mentioned the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. You gave a tease of a previous one, but uh, tell everybody what's up there right now. Uh, well, we have two coming up, and the one that's, that's right true. now is yes, is Will Wagner. And Will wrote, uh, talking about my generate great book about what happened to Pete Townsend's guitar yeah. after he threw it into the, the crowd at Woodstock. It's fantastic. It is. So, and the interview is fantastic. I, I would highly recommend Really it. great interview. Yeah. That's on now, but next week. Yeah, because this is our last Minutia yeah, We're mailing the, it in. Season, it's the 14th. Yeah. We're mailing. We're yeah. rounding it up. We're, we're done here. <laughs> um, Molly Hagan, and Molly Hagan, you may not know her by name, but you know her work. She has been in Seinfeld. She is in Walker right now. She's been in... Oh my! Uh, Jane the Virgin. I mean, just yeah, hundreds and hundreds of things. She was friends. A, she was on she friends, was friends yeah. right? Um, she's done a ton of stuff. Really, really wonderful um, woman. And we're she's going to be on next week. Then I guess right? Is yeah, that next Wednesday. Yep, and that'll be up there for a couple of weeks. So and check it out. Uh, she said something very nice to us. Yes, she did. And uh, yes, so we love her forever. Right. She's going to be on uh, Celebrity Interview 217, 18, 19, 20, 27, 24. <laughs> yes, she she was a sweetheart and and a Midwestern gal. Yes, as it turns Northwestern out. Northwestern University. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, before we go on our uh, Christmas break, I wanted to play a little song for you. This is a uh, this is my son Tommy mm-hmm. when he was 18 months old. Okay, I came home and I would record him because he was an early talker and reader. Well, he was reading at age. I know. It was 18 months. Or, or, was he reading at this point? He was reading at this point. So he was almost two, actually. I, sh- I should put it says 20 months on here. So. Okay. So this is him singing Santa Claus is Coming to Aww. Town along with me. Here we go. You better. You better. Coming to town. <laughs> He's making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who who's nigh and coming to town. He's riffing. He's like scatting there. He's like, <laughs> isn't that awesome? He's jazzing. He's Kurt Elling right here. That's awesome. He used to walk around the the coffee table, uh, just doing that. that. In his head, uh, but that's uh, when he was young. Yeah, he's uh, a little. Uh, he is now twenty seven. Right? Is he still old. doing that? Yeah, uh, yeah. He he still does that. <laughs> so we have some people to thank, uh, and we'd like to thank everybody for a wonderful year and everybody who's listened. Yes, healthy and happy. New Year to you, and um, yeah, you know what? We never thank our listeners. We never, yeah. <laughs> it's people are listening. <laughs> well, we thank you. We yes, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Because, we had uh, a great year, and appreciate everybody. We're heading into year seven. That's crazy. It is crazy. This is our seven year itch. So yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna start cheating on other people's podcasts okay, now. Well, probably that's fine. Um, uh, and throughout that whole time, our executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Shows has been, been great. He's been there for us, uh, and he reminds us that OPI is hippo backwards, yeah. which is uh, OPPIHOs.com. Throughout this whole thing, uh, very supportive. Ed Silla. Ed Silla's been great. With Radio Misfits. Yeah. Uh, great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, RadioMisfits.com. So we thank Ed for all of his support mm-hmm. over the years. And we're going to take a little break. We also like to thank all our guests that we've had on yeah. over this year. We've yep. had some wonderful, wonderful guests that have taken yeah. their time out. And you know, we should thank uh, Brandon Herman too, mm-hmm. who uh, helps us uh, book guests mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Minutiaman Celebrity Interview. But we will be back again next year mm-hmm. with a brand new episode of Minutiaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity minutia men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and She Shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get minutia, celebrity minutia men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.